This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thank you to Feels for sponsoring this episode of our show. Thank you, Feels. Jake, I don't know if you experience stress or anxiety or chronic pain or anything like that. I experience all those things, and I experience them acutely and a lot. Well, CBD will help, and Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Okay, okay. That's that's good. I need that. Uh, they naturally help reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. They even sent us some Feels, and I gotta say, I did feel more relaxed after taking it. Oh, good for you. You place a few drops of Feels under your tongue, and you feel the difference within minutes. And if you're new to CBD, Feels offers free mm-hmm. CBD hotline help to guide your personal experience. Well, that's helpful. Yeah. That's nice. But there's nothing to be scared about. I'm a noob, and I took it, and I enjoyed it. So you can join the Feels community to get your Feels delivered directly to your door every month and save money off every order. You can pause or cancel any time. Huge. Feels has me feeling my best every day, so you can become a member today by going to feels.com slash if I were you to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. 50%? 50%? That's half off, baby. Half off. Yeah, it's at least half off. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash if I were you to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Check it out. Thank you, Feels. Thank you to Allform for sponsoring this episode of our show. Oh, yeah, baby. Well, if you've been listening to the show, you know we love our Helix mattresses. Correct. So, in an exciting turn of events, Helix has gone beyond the bedroom and started making sofas. What? They just launched a new company called Allform, and they're starting to make premium customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. Major, you park your ass on an Allform, don't you? You got one of those. Yeah. They sent me a sofa, a couch, and it was incredibly big and roomy and sturdy. It was firm but fair. It was fancy and great, and it came in boxes, and I assembled it myself in less than an hour. Good on you, brother. It was all done with fast, free shipping, and there's nobody in your house putting it together. It's just you, and it just doesn't take that much effort or time. That's good. That's good for these current days where I, I don't want strangers in my house. Exactly. And they also have a forever warranty that's literally forever. So you can find your perfect oh. sofa today at allform.com slash if I were you. Allform.com slash if I were you. Yeah. And that'll give you 20% off your couch order. Actually, off all orders. Damn. Damn. So if you're in the market for a new couch or chair and you don't want anybody in your home, uh, check them out. You can get 20% off your order by going to allform.com slash if I were you. Oh, yeah, baby. Thanks, Allform. That sounded so Seattle. <laughs> that was very pop punk uh, grunge. It Seattle, was. Yeah. It was. Yardley, are you a are you a pop punk gr- grunge fan? No, did that, I'm, did I'm that a, resonate? I'm a closet hair metal fan. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So that was close enough. I hope maybe. Uh, not load not, up another it's, theme it's song. The of, it's like the next um, incarnation of rock. Like you had hair metal. Actually, was a very short period of time, and then it morphed into grunge and much more progressive stuff. Yeah, and then where yeah. did you land on that timeline? Um, well, I'm 54, right? So I, my, I love my 80s rock. Yeah. And my, um, but I, I, I recently discovered somebody said, okay, Yardley, if you're to put together a list of, you know, 10 songs you can't live without, what would it be? And everything's in a minor key. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's a very emo list <laughs> with a little bit of Aretha Franklin. Oh, that's nice. Which yeah. is also now dark. Yeah. Mine is yeah. all dashboard confessional. Oh, uh, that's cool. So you would love yeah. that opening theme song. It was actually written by a guy in a band who's a full-time producer, audio engineer named Brandon Peralta. His website is brandonperalta.com, and he runs blockhead gaming i guess he's not part of a band he's part of a youtube channel so thank you brandon peralta all right awesome and thanks to yardley smith for being here what an honor thank you for having me i'm i'm so amazed that you get a new theme song every show (gasps) 
They're not all winners. They're not all that good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's not only one for a show. We end the show with a different theme song. That's unbelievable. I don't know what we were thinking. What an incredibly engaged audience you have. They Thank are you. way more talented than us, for the most part. That's not what I said. Yeah. But, but it is what you what meant. Yeah. <laughs> Lock the door. You can always read the undertones. <laughs> That's unfair. Uh, we, we usually save the uh, the plugs for the end, but why don't we just get right into it? Why the hell are you here? What are you, what are you talking about? It's not the Simpsons. I think enough people watch The Simpsons. Uh, You're good yes. there, right? Uh, we're good. We can talk about The Simpsons, though. I feel like if I, you can't really have me on a podcast or something that's mostly auditory, because sometimes they film podcasts, and not have me do Lisa Simpson. Wow. That I was afraid to be... ask, but <laughs> Everybody's afraid to ask, but <laughs> you can't not do it. It's just, it wouldn't be right. It that's wouldn't be so right. Cool. It would I'm be just criminal. Gonna, I'm just going to throw my favorite quotes at you throughout the year. I'm okay. playing it very cool, but Simpsons <laughs> raised me. I didn't have much parents growing up. I have just VHS tapes of recorded Simpsons you episodes. You could do worse, dude. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's oh, got definitely. two loving parents. He just chose the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get to you recording our voicemails later. But... Okay. You'll be sorry because people will just call and hang up. <laughs> because they'll just they call to the hear the voicemail and go like, that's so fucking cool. And then, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll save my 100,000 Simpsons questions for later in the show. Uh, but what you're doing a podcast now? Yeah. So we have, I have a true crime podcast. That I um, amazing called Small Town Dicks. That's funny. Which is an amazing title. <laughs> and I actually did um, I did a, a morning show the other day, and they weren't allowed to say dicks. Oh. On television, even I said, though it's well, private eye. I mean, that's see, uh, that's what I said. I said if you don't think of it in terms of Me Too context, yeah. But rather in terms of the noir slang in 1940 for detective, then you can say dicks, and they're like, no, he's no. We can't, we can't say, say it. it. You can say whatever so, you want on our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I mean that, and that was the. Um, we'll bleep it out, but you can say whatever <laughs> you want. <laughs> Fair enough. Probably best anyway. So Should is you it, just like edit my sentences together with about every fourth word. Yeah. No. So. We'll just we'll ask you a question and I'll edit to you saying dicks, dicks, yeah. dicks, dicks, <laughs> which might actually be the answers to a lot of these questions. Uh, but is your true crime podcast, your true crime podcast, a nonfiction? Oh, yes. Uh, all of our um, cases are told by the detectives who investigated them. Cool. Wow. Which is, uh, especially for podcasts, is a, a real point of difference. You get that a lot on television, much more. Yeah. Um, and so we, I co-host with my best friend, Zibby Allen. Who is she on The Simpsons? She's not on The Simpsons. Huh. She's just why are you what a waste? With her? Yeah. I just <laughs> don't you know none of the people on The Simpsons socialize. Oh, oh, is that true? Yeah, that's why we all still get along. No, that's <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but it is true that we actually don't really hang out together. Oh right, you guys record separately, right? And some no, people we even record, record all from together. Home? Oh really? Yeah, like a like an old radio play. That's amazing. That's yeah. just you do, like you us. crank it out in twenty two minutes mm. and then. <laughs> Plus yes. commercials. No. <laughs> <laughs> it takes eight months to animate one episode. What are they taking so long? Because I feel like I can I can crank one out in at least six weeks, probably. eight weeks, and that's I just mean, me. If you don't draw with your toes, yeah. probably you could go a lot faster. You <laughs> and know? The, and they know. got a whole team of animators, I'm assuming. Yes. And a lot of it is reusable, right? The. Uh, well, now we went to computer animation in I think it was season twelve, and. Um, the thing it didn't actually speed anything up as i understand not really you can it made the backgrounds easier oh i see which was good and it gave you instead of you know 64 colors you got a, literally a million colors the first simpsons were only 64 colors something like that whatever the whatever the standard um, spectrum for colors was in animation wow. from forever until season 12. Oh, my gosh. It was that. And then they went to computer animation. Of course, you could have, you know, the most granular little slices of the same shade. Right. So, um, but, in t but they still hand draw a lot of stuff. And especially if, you're, if they're doing a Halloween episode, which is all the backgrounds are different, all the clothes are different. Yeah. There is no... Um, cut and paste, slap it on, you know, like paper dolls. It's not like that. Yeah. I, I just want to ask you Simpsons questions. Yep. Anyway. Uh, uh, chill out, We can mix boy. them in. We can mix them in. All right. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll pepper them in throughout. This, this is not just a Simpsons Q&A. No. Uh, but the Small Town Dicks, uh, is you're doing a full season? You're doing two seasons? Yes, we're, we just launched our third season. Um, our first, we're only a year old. Wow. But we had our first season had um, I think it was fourteen episodes, and we released them once a week. 
Our is each episode a new yes, crime? Yes, a new case. Got it. And uh, we have a, several recurring guests, um, several recurring detectives, but the other two co-hosts of the podcast are identical twin detectives named Dan and Dave. Really? Who are both detectives in the same precinct Dan in the and same Dave. town. Yeah. Private eyes. Brilliant. It's so brilliant. Dan investigates uh, violent crimes, and Dave investigated uh, sex crimes and child abuse, and he just was actually promoted to sergeant, so we're pretty happy for him oh, for wow. that. Oh, wow. I was totally imagining there was, like, a case of a missing chihuahua or some, like, sort of silly crime. Oh, no, no. These are, like, these are This is real... hardcore, and, and the, the funny thing is, is that the name was, we thought there would be a much more levity in it, because Dan and Dave are actually incredibly funny, and there's a fair amount of gallows humor that goes into these law enforcement professionals processing their day-to-day, because how else could you yeah. survive, right? seeing the worst of humanity every time you leave your house. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so, and then we got into it and we realized, oh, no, it's it's much darker than we anticipated. And in order to give these cases and the victims and the whole scenario the reverence that it deserves, um, meanwhile, we still we were stuck with our names, Small Town Dicks, <laughs> which we still really love. Even, even the acronym is bad, STDs. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, so we call our fans the Small Town Fam. Nice. And they really are fantastic. We have over 700 five-star reviews on iTunes. Holy cow. Like, they're so active. That's awesome. And uh, and we, Zibby and I decided, so Dan and Dave would tell us these stories about their day-to-day, and Zibby and I, on, you know, one sort of tipsy uh, vacation, where we were, Zibby and I were with them, and we were all just sitting around, and we were all a little tipsy, and we're like, well, this should be a podcast. And then that's how every we, podcast. That's started. what I've heard. <laughs> Everybody says that. I'm funny. I, got, I could have a podcast. Right? I got drunk and I started a podcast. Yes. <laughs> what did I do last night? You check your iTunes. Oh no! Eight Press. reviews. Oh god. <laughs> so we then six weeks later we were like, yeah, we can do this. And so we of course had no idea what we were doing, and we decided we wanted it to be highly curated, sort of like This American Life. Mm. As opposed to more freeform, where Zibi and I do most of the talking, we're like, no, no, we want the case to um, be the star, and and it and it's it turned out to be incredibly fascinating to hear how these detectives get from A to Z. Like when you read it in the paper or you hear it on the news, you get, you know, a dot. You get the not even barely the tip of the iceberg. So to hear the investigation from soup to nuts and and all of the obstacles and all of the boxes you have to check yeah. in order to do it right so that you haven't violated anybody's rights so that your case, if it goes to trial, stands up in court, all of those things, it is... Um, it's a lot of heavy lifting. Have you found that it's similar to like what we see on TV? Like, is True Detective accurate, or is it like, no, that's a glamorized version? Um, a lot of it is just paperwork, and it's a lot of paperwork, which is incredibly just exciting. I mean, oh, I love paperwork. Like, <laughs> but you know what really floored us was how long it takes to get DNA results. How long does it take? It can easily nine months. Oh, really? Easily nine months. And wow. you could be the guy or the female detective who's like, no, you don't understand. This guy will rape again or this guy will kill again or woman if we don't f- get these definitive results. And the DNA lab, now that we rely on it so heavily, is so backed up at a lot of states, not California, because we have huge metropolitan areas, but a lot of states that um, aren't as populated as we are have one DNA lab for the entire state. Oh, my what God. What the heck? You can the animate a Simpsons state. in less than it takes I to mean, analyze DNA. Yes. You know what? Give me the DNA next time, because I really feel like I can do it in you four to six s- weeks. You have an overconfidence <laughs> issue. You think in six to eight weeks you can animate an episode of The Simpsons and and do DNA analysis? Probably How hard is it? It's A to T and C to G or something, right? And I feel and like once you figure that out. I just, you know. Did Lisa the Vegetarian feel as important... <laughs> When you were recording it as it was when it came out. And did you meet Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney? No, sadly. So that show was, uh, David Merkin was our showrunner at the time. And he actually went to their farm. I believe they have a farm in Surrey, England, or they used to, where they also have a recording booth. And David went by himself. I was not invited. (laughs) I was really, really disappointed in that. And I think it was definitely 
after the fact that I learned that both of them insisted they would only do the show if Lisa remained a vegetarian for the rest of the length of the series. Wow. And so when I heard that, I realized that that was significant. And to their incredible, their enormous credit, the writers have held to that. And occasionally they put Lisa in a situation where, like we had an episode a couple of years ago where she was, she ate bugs and she didn't know if that meant that she was going back on her vegetarian, yeah. you know, her lifestyle. She thought, is that cheating? Is Because they're not really animals. <laughs> right. I, think but even, I think even vegans give you a pass on, yeah, on straight up bugs. Uh, oh, they do? I think so. Because you don't I'll get a pass that. on butter <laughs> is this, as yeah, a vegan. Yeah, no. Or eggs. Boo. Or beef. That. You can't even have lamb. You can't. You can't even <laughs> eat the small ones. <laughs> you kicked a dog on your way to work. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't eat him. <laughs> Wait, is that is that the You're level? You're chewing a cattail <laughs> as a joke for Yardley. Oh, hey! Uh, all right, I searched I searched our email um, account for the Simpsons. Maybe someone had a Simpsons related oh, question. Do for, you think? And there were there were a few that came up. This one was my favorite. Um, <laughs> we give these people fake names just to preserve their anonymity. And this is a twenty year old. That's girl. what we do on our. True crime podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, we change all make... the names and we never say the places and none of the detectives, we never say their last names. Oh, that's smart. So this yeah. is a 20-year-old girl from Melbourne, Australia. Ooh. Do you have Do you have a fake name just so we can refer to this lady as something, anything, maybe a name from your life or if you want to make one up? Oh, for her? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, how about Penelope? That's good. It's pretty. Penelope writes... <laughs> I'm a 20-year-old girl from Melbourne, Australia, and I'm a huge Simpsons fanatic. I have all the DVDs, own countless items of Simpsons clothing and jewelry, and used to do a Simpsons quote of the day on my social media. I also create Simpsons art at Homer J. Simps on Instagram if you'd care to check it out. Anyway, I started a new class at uni, and I didn't know any of my peers. I was okay with this because I make friends quite easily. <laughs> I have attended this class three times, each class being three hours long, during this time, some of my peers have noticed my Simpsons obsession. This resulted in a particularly loud-mouthed guy starting to call me Simpsini. I was okay with this because I thought it was funny. However, recently the rest of these circle jerk and divas in class have oh. taken to name-calling a little bit too far. I've even been called El Farto. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I barely speak during this class, and none of these people know me very well. I've stopped wearing anything slightly Simpsons related no. to this particular class. I have this class again in a few days, and I feel like ditching. So, Amir, how do I stop this na name calling? She wasn't asking me. No, they assume you haven't been ridiculed in your life. <laughs> yeah. Do I stop going to class altogether or risk failing the subject? You can put me on blast. Make me feel bad about my past, but help me get through this class before I kick yo damn ass. Thanks, love, Penelope. So that uh, Penelope is in a quandary. She's too much of a Simpsons fan, if you mm. can believe it. How I'm cool for her. She had no idea that Yardley Smith would ever be on our podcast. <laughs> we waited for this one moment. <laughs> this is this is so really... Lisa herself can answer it. Um, I'm I'm sure you've experienced Simpsons fanaticism beyond what this is. Just in, like a few pieces oh, yes. of jewelry, clothing, and some DVDs. Oh yeah, I've, you know we've, we've seen full body tattoos. I have a great story of a waiter who I was in Vegas um, a few years ago used to make shoes in Italy. I had a shoe company for five years. And wow. There are two shoe shows a year uh, in Las Vegas. And I ordered room service and the waiter <laughs> showed up and I was by myself. And he goes, oh, my God, I, I knew it was you. And already I'm like <laughs> oh on no. high alert. Oh, no. And he says, I saw the ticket come out and I saw your name. Oh, no. And I said, I'll take this order. So he comes, he brings it up, right? Brings me my club sandwich, puts it down on the table, goes, I just have to show you something. And he starts to pull up his pant leg. You assume it's a gun? And <laughs> I thought Lisa was a like, vegetarian. <laughs> How dare you? You're supposed to stay in character for Paul. <laughs> for everyone, all the time. And he has Simpsons tattoos all the way up his calf and his shin and like little things like um, yeah. the, the nuclear statue. power plant. Oh, that's and cool. Um, Lisa and her saxophone and Homer and various things and all the characters and he starts to pull his pant leg up higher and high. I'm like, okay, you could stop at the knee. We're good. Yeah, That's good. Because <laughs> it was going to go on and there were yeah. outlines and more I things. I believe you there and, are more tattoos. Yeah. I think there's a Krusty the Clown somewhere you. in the middle there. there. I saw a guy with Krusty the Clown tattooed all over his chest and his belly and his Krusty's belly button was his belly button. Krusty's Whoa, belly button. Dope. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> That was just a lot. Anywho, that's, that's back the one to tattoo Penelope. I think you would get. A a I was thinking of getting a Millhouse on my butt. 
What? Oh. Yeah, I like I like Milhouse you do? a lot. Yeah, I like the way he looks, the way he talks, the way he acts, and so I th- and you know as a glasses um, guy with yeah. blue, hair. blue hair myself. <laughs> I was like, oh, if I ever get a tattoo, it'd be fun to have Milhouse. Milhouse could take a few pointers from you. Yeah. To be a little bit cooler. Maybe Lisa Simpson would actually give him the time of day. That's right. Thrill House. Or um, poor Ralphie Wiggum, maybe. <laughs> um, He's lost. He's kidding. My, my cat's breath smells like cat food, is what Ralph Wiggum says. Do you do any other voices on the show? I do um, an old woman named Mrs. Glick. Once in a while. Although they have killed her off and resurrected her, I think, just to have a laugh at my expense. Because it's pretty terrible. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Anyway, uh, back yes, to Penelope. Lady. Her That's life right, right. hangs in the balance. Penelope, what should you do? I, is well, you definitely shouldn't give up the course and succumb to peer pressure. No. Um, I guess, I feel like, uh, so she says she hardly talks in this class. And people are just ganging up on her. That's such a hard place to be. I was, I mean, I certainly had my fair share of bully encounters when I was a kid. Um, Where did you grow up? The Washington, mean streets DC? of D.C. I did. <gasps> was it as dangerous as it sounds? Uh, I think pockets of it, you yeah. know, but not where I lived. I live in, of course, a nice middle-class neighborhood. But I did take three city buses to school. Wow. It's just a different time, you know, and your mom wow. would send you out to play, and she, we had a cowbell. She would ring the cowbell when it was dinner time, and that meant get your ass back in here and it's time for dinner. Wow. But you just were gone for hours at a time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then other mothers got cowbells, so you had to actually learn to distinguish your own. Mm. (laughs) Which was a lot, I felt like a lot like being a pet. Find yourself wandering up to strangers' houses. (laughs) Shit. Shit. Sorry. My mom has that. Uh, Just give me a meatloaf and we'll call it a day. Uh, so do you think this, this girl should embrace it? Do you think she should maybe stop wearing as much Simpsons or lean into it even more heavily? Tell them, tell the haters, go Get F the crusty themselves. tattoo. Yeah. Kick it up a notch. I like the El Fardo nickname. Maybe she can embrace that. It's so that hard. Somewhere. I mean, I think if you, it, it, cause you don't want to not lean into your passion altogether and acquiesce to the people who are giving you a shitty time, right? Yeah. You don't want to feel like they won. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, you don't want to be so isolated that um, you are just, you really are isolated. I don't know. Help me out here. What do you it's do? It's kind of tough because like almost no matter what you do, you did because you were getting bullied. Right. Yeah. You either right. double down and you have more Simpson stuff. Right. Or you... Stop Stop dressing up altogether. But, like, either way, the bullies chose the course. Or maybe you do... Just, like, don't break stride at that's all. That's right. Living well is the best revenge of yes. the nerds. So you keep it going. You embrace it. You don't let it get to you. What is name-calling? Name-calling is so bad, but what is it? It doesn't matter. It's just words. And, it just sounds. And I feel like if somebody... Like, I... If somebody calls you a name and it irks you, then I always feel like there's something inside of you that feels like they might be right about that. Because, right. for instance, if somebody says to me, <laughs> Yardley, you're you're really not that smart because I didn't go to college, right? Uh-huh. Me either. Then cool. I just feel like... Oh, you guys just missed a fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> I just That doesn't land on me at all because I feel like I, I'm pretty life smart and I have certain strengths in... Um, academics in some places and not in others and I'm okay with it so that insult will never get you anywhere with me but if you say to me Yardley um, you're not that pretty then that was always an area that I was really I I was very much in doubt about for most of my life so that would make me go oh shit oh god okay what do I what do I look fat and then I would start to so if there's something about um, them saying that she's a nerd or a dork for loving The Simpsons so much, then I wonder if there's just some tiny piece of Penelope that makes her feel as though she should have other interests, which is absurd. Yeah. Don't let don't let the haters win, Penelope. Don't let the, hater, the haters win, Penelope. And don't let them win Yardley. I assure you, you're prettier than you are smart. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful and dumb. Ow, that hurt. That was such a backhanded compliment. Thank you. No, that's just the name of Jake's autobiography. <laughs> Um, one last thing on Penelope, I think that I feel like um, you touched on this too that she doesn't talk a lot during class. So maybe if she just doesn't let these guys affect her and she just starts talking more during class, they'll 
one find something new to make fun of her for, mm-hmm. or realize that she's like more like she's got bigger interests than just the Simpsons, and then they can talk to her about those things. But yeah. if she's quiet and wears Simpsons gear, there's not really anything for people to react to. Yeah, if they're like looking to react to something. Jake saves the day. That's. Uh, isn't that the classic that way that it amazing. goes? So you do listen to this show. That's so well, that's so good. <laughs> uh, all right, let's answer some more questions. But okay. first, I want to take a break, thank some sponsors, and we'll be back with more questions and answers with Yardley after this. Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Yes, you know I love Helix. Jake, you have a Helix mattress. I sleep on one every night. Yes, that's true. How is that for a vote of confidence slash approval? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love my Helix. So you know already that Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Yes, I took the quiz. I took it with my wife because they can they can blend the two sides of the mattress. So she can have a soft and I can have a firm. Oh, very nice. Now that's the goat. I remember you guys yes. got into a huge fight while taking the test, right? It was, yeah, it was a blow up. It was a blow up fight, but we were going through other shit. <laughs> we had other shit. Helix Sleep was... It wasn't just Yeah, that. okay. It was a awarded the number one best overall mattress uh pick of 2019 by gq and wired so it's not just us cool gq and wired likes them too yeah and i'm happy to get into the details of the fight so people can wait it doesn't matter who's who's yeah that that part doesn't matter all right sure you just go to helix yeah yeah just go to helixsleep.com slash if i were you you take that two minute sleep quiz you don't necessarily have to get into a fight mm-hmm. with anybody while you're doing. Just take that two-minute quiz. To, but some people, and, <laughs> some people are spoiling for a fight sometimes, yeah. and that's part of the issue. Okay. Yeah, they'll match you with a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. And now, right now, they're offering our listeners two hundred dollars off all mattress orders. That's pretty good. Whoa, that's huge. To get that coupon, all you got to do is go to HelixSleep.com/slash. If I were you, that's Helix H E L I X sleep.com slash if i were you for up to two hundred dollars off damn thank you helix thank you to squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show oh yeah thanks squarespace uh another season in the books as summer turns into fall there's no better way to spend your days indoors safely than building your website yeah that's true it's a good use of the time that we've got to be inside that's right and it's a very easy thing to do nowadays thanks to squarespace you can turn your cool idea into a site you can showcase your work you can publish content sell products do anything you need make your portfolio finally please it's about time and you can also purchase a domain name through squarespace whoa 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 that's right jake what's an available dot com for the people just in case they need a little spark of creativity of course have you ever heard the phrase tongue-in-cheek tongue-in-cheek have you heard that phrase? Yes, of course I've heard tongue in cheek What's the URL? Have you ever heard the phrase tongue-in-cheese.com? No, I haven't. That one that one is not a phrase. That's one that you just said right now. It's a play on a popular phrase. If you want to have a cheese tasting, you could make that the website. Tongue and cheese. That's, yeah, something. Um, of course, if, you're, something na- great. if your name is David and you're listening to this ad and you like Squarespace, why not buy squaredave.com? Nice. Square so that's that Squarespace. It's Square it's Dave. insulting to a Dave <laughs> that he's a square. <laughs> Well, it's kind of cool. I'd like to be a square one day. And in fact, you are a square. I might change my name to Dave just for it. I bet Square Amir is available. <laughs> What's the point? My name's Dave now. Uh, <laughs> um, so if you're looking to create this website by this domain, just check out squarespace.com slash if I were you for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code if I were you to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Woo! That's right. They have powerful e-commerce functionality, 24-7 award-winning customer support, and now you can do it all, including purchase the domain name. Uh, if you just go to squarespace.com slash you, you'll get a free trial and then launch with that offer code you to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Damn. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. And we're back. Um, Lisa Simpson is such an important character because it to me, it's kind of what separates The Simpsons from like a show like Family Guy, where it's like Lisa's the heart of the show. She's the soul of the show. She's the mind of the show. It's the way of like these smart writers to flex their intellectual muscles. And it's all filtered through this sweet eight-year-old girl. Did it feel like that important when you were auditioning for it back, gosh, when was it? 
30-something years ago? 87, I think we started on the Tracy Allman show. Um, no, at all. I mean, Lisa wasn't, she wasn't really a person until we went to Half Hour. That's right. Uh, she was just sort of a bratty sister to Bart, who was the star, because, you know, the, the Simpsons is based on Matt Groening's own family. So Bart is an anagram for brat, and that's Matt. Nice. He has a sister named Maggie, a sister named Lisa. His mother's name is Margaret, and his Homer's name, his father's name is Homer. Oh wow! I didn't and know his that. grandfather's name is Abe. Oh my gosh! Like, like grandpa. So, um, so Lisa. What a coincidence! What? What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> and there is um, a story which is apparently true and not an urban myth that. When Matt, so Jim Brooks was, James L. Brooks, our executive producer, was a big fan of Life in Hell, which is Matt's syndicated cartoon that the he's comics. had forever. The comic. With, um, with the bunny. Blinky, the, yeah, yeah, Blinky, the one-eared the one, one -eared bunny. Rabbit, yeah. And um, so Matt, uh, Jim Brooks wanted Life in Hell for these little, what we called bumpers on the Tracy Ullman show. We would do, like, I think it was three four 30-second segments or something. or f We did four segments a show, and we would tell a whole story in those four segments. And uh, Matt was then informed, as he was on his way to his meeting with Jim Brooks, that if you give them life and hell, then you no longer own the IP, right? Mm. So if the show succeeds... Um, great, you'll be, it's mailbox money, it's great, and you'll have it, yeah. but once the show is over, you won't, it won't be your livelihood anymore. And if the show fails, then your livelihood is immediately wiped out. Because they took it, stole it, and then yes. they're, they're gone. And, and we own it. They're and gone. Thank you very much. Wow. And off you go. So he, so he, in the waiting room of Jim Brooks's office, he drew the Simpsons on a napkin. What the heck? And named them after his family. Holy oh cow. God. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, no, I got this other cartoon. Yeah, uh, it's about yeah. a fucking dad named Homer and yeah. uh, Maggie, the baby. Exactly. Anyway, it'll be funny. He doesn't talk. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we'll figure it out uh, in 30 years, but it will sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, out, really huh? good. So Lisa wasn't, um, she was just, you know, the bratty little sister until we went to half hour. And then Jim Brooks decided he wanted her to be... Um, extraordinarily brilliant super well read for and literally really, an eight yeah, year old that she would be as you say the intellect is, and she really does embody all the writers also their emotional angst growing up because they were all the biggest nerds and the smartest people in the room right and they didn't know where they fit in and so they work out all of their childhood <laughs> angst at Lisa Simpson it's yeah. a lot of responsibility yeah you're like their therapist I am it's like that that uh, episode where Bart gets really good at hockey it's like Bart gets to sit up front today because he's a good guy at sports right that's, that's like all what they heard <laughs> all the writers heard growing up and then that's right Lisa takes it up you know at the end that's of the day right. the nerds get their revenge that's of course <laughs> but and at the same time though I think in, in if you met them you go oh it makes complete sense every, th every time they give something to Lisa Simpson by the end of the show they've taken it from her yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether it be a friend or a pony or an achievement that's right yeah but like the the sweetest episodes were like the ones where like Lisa and Homer finally bond like that's the like best. the shows yeah. where it's like oh now it's, I'm feeling touched out of this cartoon that's like 95% silly. Yes. Um, All right, now you have to ask a small town dicks question. <laughs> um, w when you meet the dicks, <laughs> sorry, uh, in episode. <laughs> <laughs> now let's try to answer some more questions. Maybe some more stuff will come out of there. This right, one's about farting. So this one, oh. the first one's about the Simpsons. This one is more in my wheelhouse. Okay. Um, do you have a name for this lady who is in a bit of a fart crisis? <laughs> Oh. Or a shit pickle, Captain if you Farto. Will. Oh, a shit Oh, yeah, El Fardo. El Fardo, okay. El Fardo, I like that. All right, El Fardo <laughs> writes, Holy shit, I'm in a crisis and I need your help. Last night, my boyfriend of several months and I were snuggled underneath the covers, chatting and having a good time. All was well until the most horrific, unbelievable smell hit my nose. I quickly realized it was a fart. A fart! But not just any fart. This was a colossal. I've never smelled anything before this bad in my life fart. <laughs> Both of us lost the ability to speak. Out of uh, <laughs> our, our bodies were completely frozen, eyes watering, head turning away in agony. Now, normally I would have laughed it off. However, my boyfriend and I haven't gotten to the point of being comfortable farting around each other yet. So I don't know what to say. We both just sat there trying to pretend like we weren't smelling the worst thing in the world. But that's not the worst part. The worst part is, I don't know which one of us farted. I don't know whose butt it came out of. I truly have no idea. 
So there I was lying in the bed for the next hour trying to figure out who farted. This could be a good one for your murder mystery show. <laughs> um, Knew it'd come back. Because, because here's the thing. I did have gas that night. I admit it. But I thought that that fart couldn't possibly be from me. So trying to think on my toes, I let out a quick toot outside the cover to check the status of things. Oh my God. Wow. And boy, oh boy, it smelled terrible. So conclusion, it could have been me, but also it could have been him. We had the same food that night, so there isn't enough evidence to make a firm conclusion. I also don't remember farting before that smell happened. Usually I'm very sneaky, spending my butt, spreading my butt cheeks <laughs> apart in order to create a tube effect with my anus, letting out a fart seep out. Silently. I cannot wow, believe the level so of thought. It's <laughs> a lot of information. It's not TMI. It's just a good amount it. of EMI. Uh, but I didn't do that. But I didn't do it that night. It is possible that the fart could have snuck out. Could, sorry, is it possible that the fart could have snuck out without me noticing? So now I don't know what to do. Get Dave and Dan on the horn. <laughs> I wish I would have said something <laughs> in this moment. And now I don't know how to bring it up again. Should I apologize? Should I point fingers? How do I broach this topic? Also, is there any way we could start farting each other around each other? I'm really tired of holding my butt cheeks apart every time I need to pass gas. He always asks me what I'm doing, and it's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, love, El Farto. Wow, what a story. What a tale he wove. She wove. Right, she wove. I just, when I'm hearing about fart jokes, I just assume it's a man. It's sure. nice to hear one from a female perspective. Well, uh, if your relationship hasn't moved past the who farted in bed and created the Dutch oven phase. yet, then perhaps it's not a relationship that's going to, um, that's longed for this world. Yeah, uh, you break the seal quite quickly. I'm just... It seems like at, at a certain point, somebody's going to fart and you're going to look at each other and you're going to giggle and go, oh, sorry. And then, it's, and then we're done. We're moving on to the next thing. Yeah. yeah I don't know. That's just me. You do have to. I think you got to do it quickly. But to me, there's like a difference between just like a loud comic fart and then a stenchy fart. Yeah. The silent like, but violence. I can break a, <laughs> like a, a horn toot into a relationship right away. Because it's funny, it's loud, it's abrasive, it's everything you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the, not silent and quiet and reeks of shit, which is everything you don't want to be. Right. Yeah. Is there a question in El Farto's email? Uh, the question is, do I broach the topic? Is it possible it could have been me? Oh, that's an interesting question within it. Have you ever farted and not noticed? No, I think it was, it no. was him. It was clearly him. And I... Th <laughs> you know when you fart... Unless you I forget. You Sometimes my girlfriend's like, did you fart? I'm like, oh, maybe. But it, it happens so involuntarily <laughs> that I don't remember. But like, I bet when you say maybe, then it probably wasn't you. I, no, no, I it mean, probably was me. I fart all the time, but I know every time that I do. It's almost like, did you just Same. yawn? It's like, oh, maybe I did just yawn, but I don't remember because it's so involuntary. You need to come point. back and live in the moment a little bit more yeah. here. Yeah, I'm, so I'm always on the Twitters, the Instagrams. <laughs> Farts and yawns are coming and seeping out of me. Gas could, and liquid in I every direction. I that, working across from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the weirder thing here than like it farting in front of him, if you're, if you're not sure that it's you. The weirder thing is to bring it up days later. Yeah. So, like, if you're trying to save face, don't do it by, <laughs> <laughs> by broaching this topic. And who knows when this question was even written. Indeed. You know, is there a like, date on that email? Yeah, August 30th, 2018. Oh, good God. Yeah. Oh, so it's a month, a full month wow. later. And they can still smell the fart. <laughs> the rumble still <laughs> roars, echoes <laughs> off the walls. Something's been eating away at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so should I apologize? Should I point fingers? You say just let bygones be bygones. Well, at this point, let it yeah. go. Let it go. Let it dissipate Let's not even... as the fart has done. That's Indeed. beautiful. The Simpsons didn't really ever address farting. You think they would have at some point? Homer or Bart let one rip as a joke. But... Uh, I feel like Nancy has, uh, who does the voice of Bart. Um, you know, she does a great fart sound into yeah, her elbow. She did the, the... Uh -huh. I used to get in trouble imitating Bart doing that. When yeah, I was or like the, yeah. the armpit. So maybe as a prank, I'm, I can't remember if we've actually ever done anything where their fart was so lethal people were passing out. And stuff. <laughs> That's more of a Ren and Stimpy <laughs> I don't thing. Think so. yeah, it seems yeah. more Family Guy like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if that was ever like a writer's code. It's like Homer doesn't need to fart. He's already dumb enough. He's he not like the kind enough. of guy. Yeah. You know, it's funny to think that I'm almost Homer's age. How old is Homer? 
I grew up. I started. The Simpsons started like when I was Bart's age, and now I'm roughly Homer's. Wait, um, Homer's thirty-seven, I believe, or maybe Homer's thirty-seven. Yeah, that's probably about right. And I'm Lisa's 35. eight, and every time she has a birthday, she turns eight, and we just don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so in theory, she go. was seven right before that birth. Yeah, that just for that. Started. Well, just for a few minutes in that episode. Yeah. You know, Are and you? Then, it, you see these Simpsons super fans. People just assume uh, that you are a Simpsons fan, but it's not necessarily the case, right? Like, you're not necessarily a fan of the show just because you're on it, right? Do you watch The Simpsons? Do you like The Simpsons? Do you consider, like, certain seasons better of The Simpsons? Or is it more of a job for you? Um, no, it's definitely it's definitely more of a job. It's uh, I, I guess what I don't have is an encyclopedic knowledge of our show the way some fans do, which they find incredibly disappointing. Right, because they're watching so, it a lot. You're not necessarily yes, watching it. I don't watch it to the extent that they do. I don't. Um, you know, I, like when we had, we've had a couple of Simpsons marathons, I haven't watched the Simpsons marathons. And then are there episodes that you haven't seen since you recorded? Oh yeah. Lots. So, like Lisa at the beach house. Do you know, do you remember I love that quotes? one, the summer of four foot two? Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Growing up men like Gore Vidal. And yeah. He's yeah. smart boys than I have. He's, uh, there, I, I mean, at least the Simpson, I believe is one of the best female characters ever created for, yeah. Uh, any medium, to right. be honest. She I was mean, kind of feminist of being... before it was cool. Like yes. In the and early 90s when people didn't necessarily uh, yeah, when, fight for and, that yet. And sometimes feminism, even now, is a bad word, I think. Um, I, I think less so now, and certainly with the Me Too movement, there is uh, some of the curse of being a feminist has come off as well. Yeah. But uh, I think... There was a misinterpretation about feminism. I think people felt like, oh, you you know, you burn your bra and you hate men. Right, and the feminists are angry. Exactly. You just want to emasculate everybody who's not like you. And um, I don't think p- true feminism is that. I don't think it fits that definition at all. So Right. Um, Marge burns a bra. <laughs> in what she season? does? Yeah, it's like a flashback. Uh, she has long hair. She's oh, like a yeah, hippie yeah. in the 70s. She burns a bra and it like combusts instantly. Right. It would, of course. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's try to see if we can answer another question. Uh, this one is written from a man. Wait, no, another lady. Do you have another lady's name? Maybe a Simpsons character that didn't necessarily uh, become as iconic as Lisa. Oh, Maud. Maud. Maud Flanders. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> nice. You're <She's> good. <laughs> You're good, Blumenfeld. You're too good. Uh, they even the Simpsons even made fun of like the nerds where it's like at Comic Con it's like the guy brings up a, a continuity error that the writers don't even know about that feels like that was pulled directly from their life. Oh yeah. Um, all right, Mod writes, "Hey guys, so occasionally once or twice a year I have lucid dreams of my ex first love from many years ago." These dreams come randomly, even when I'm not thinking of him beforehand. It's so annoying because I wake up emotionally disoriented, even though I'm waking up next to my current partner, who I love with all my heart. This usually leads me to feeling that urge of social me- to social media stalk them a little. I know in my heart I do this because I'm simply curious about their life, and I have no desire to reach out or even be romantic again. What are your thoughts on social media stalking exes? Or more importantly, specifically, your first love? Is there a healthy limit, maybe once a year? Is it subconsciously harming my current relationship? Are first loves an exception to the rule? Am I a bad girlfriend? I often can't help but feel guilty occasionally doing it, even though I'm not lusting for them anymore. Thanks so much for your wisdom. Love, Maud. Maud. Uh, well, I th- see, first of all, I don't think dreams are literal. Mm-hmm. At all. I think that they're um, more often than not metaphors. And so one, and I feel like we don't have we don't have the whole story. Like, how did you and your first ex break up, right? Was it a good breakup? Was it a bad breakup? So if you're stalking your ex, my first thought is, what do you think you're missing? Or what do you think you missed? You don't think it, it can't just be pure curiosity? Like, what the yeah, hell is that Yeah, but curiosity is about something I don't know. Yeah. What? That, the <laughs> publicist is just dropping shit left and right over here. There was a funny um, moment where he dropped his phone, lifted it back up, <laughs> went to put it on the table, missed, and dropped it instantly again. <laughs> we can edit that out, but I think we should leave this description in because it's really funny. <laughs> Jake couldn't help but giggle in his face. Sorry, man. You should have done it again. Over there. If, I did it tw- if I did it twice, I would have just done it three, four, five times. I'm starting to like throw people off and the And then set. start kicking the table. Yeah. Excuse yourself, fall down the stairs, <laughs> tumble into the street. Homer style. 
so back to the definition of curiosity is about you need to find something out that you think you don't know. Right. So do you ever social media stock exes? No. Never? You're no. not curious at all as to what they're up to? Uh, no. Interesting. No. That's good on you. What about you, Jacob? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess this just speaks to a larger theme of our show where, like, this girl has had a dream about her ex and she feels racked with guilt. And she's like, I, and I looked at his Instagram. Should I do that? Should I try to do that like less than once a year? Meanwhile, like I am on my phone falling into every thirst trap of, imaginable. Yeah. Every guy is looking at so much salacious shit on Instagram and <laughs> on Facebook. Digging up like, garbage. Yeah, this is, this is fine. I think is she clearly has it in check. I think it, it but, only gets a, it's only a problem if you if you like start to pine for the guy, right? Yardley. Yes, well, but to your point where you said she's asking us if how many times a year? That means she's already worried that the desire is stronger than her ability to control it. Mm. And that is really the crux of the issue. What is what's at the root of I can't let that go? What is what is it often? Is it something? That's, so is it more lust than she's letting herself on to be, or can it be something else? Could there be curiosity? It's something without? unresolved. Whether it's lust, or you owe me an apology, or I owe you an apology, or I'm afraid you don't like me, or what any whatever the myriad of reasons could be. That, like that's why this guy's turning yes. up in her dreams. That yes. it wasn't like a complete breakup, there's something that needs And why she closure. didn't just call her best friend or even say to her current partner, go, I can't believe I dreamed about my ex. I, I, don't even, I don't even like that guy or I never think about that guy or that was so weird to me and then it's over and we don't even get this email. Yeah. Or you, right. rather. Uh, have you ever so. lucid dream, like woken up within the dream, the dream within the dream? I used to sleepwalk. What? Yeah, and I... Um, That's scary. That shit scares the hell out of me. Well, it scared the hell out of my second husband, too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I used to laugh in my my sleep, which was very charming. That, I would laugh and talk. I laugh had, and I had, talk? Yeah. My, my wife laughs in her sleep sometimes, and it creeps me the fuck out. It creeps him out, yeah. too. Yes, so of scary. course, because that's like what, how horror movies start. You're like in bed alone, and then you hear like, <laughs> like that's what people do when they're about to stab you or something. Yes, exactly. Then you look over to your partner, and his eyes are just closed, or her eyes are just closed, or like maybe a little bit open, so you just see the whites <laughs> of their eyes. Is it a crack up? Is it a giggle? Is it a guffaw? I think it, uh, sometimes it was a giggle, and sometimes it was a full on. <laughs> oh, my God. You ever, you ever dream as Lisa? Uh, no. Of course. I sense. used to, when I, I did spend a summer in France when I was 16, and I started to dream in French, which is apparently some measure of how fluent you're getting. Wow. Yeah, I, used to talk, I have a friend that's fluent, and I like, always ask him like what language he's dreaming, dreaming in. in. It's, what uh, does he say? Some, he dreams in like Portuguese, Spanish, and Polish. Wow. Um, and like never English. This is Eddie who we stayed with in Lisbon. Lisbon. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. cool. That's fantastic. Really I speak is. Hebrew, but I never dream in Hebrew. You never dream in Hebrew? I would never dream of it. What a, nice. What about like when you dream <laughs> of your parents? Or don't they speak to you in Hebrew? Never, ever have those two cowards seeped into my subconscious. <laughs> Because they control my every waking moment. I love my mommy and my daddy. And they don't have to be in my dreams because my they're in my life. Holy shit. <laughs> and do they speak to you in Hebrew? Oh, all the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, I don't understand a word they're saying oh. in my dreams. Well, no, 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 I understand. Uh. I'm fluent. I'm just being silly. Uh... Thank you so much for coming by. That was that's it's been forty five minutes. If you oh my god! It. Really? It's just flown by talking to you, gleaning your wisdom from you, and then throwing back some, some questions sarcastic. in your face. The no, worry about true. the wisdom. We don't have. <laughs> we do think you're wise. We don't normally have wise people on the show. It's usually just us. Yeah, or maybe an occasional <laughs> dumbass friend. Uh, so say the name of your podcast again. Small Town Dicks. Small Town Dicks season three is up. Is just um, has just launched now. We have two other seasons, which is a total of about twenty nine episodes. Yep. To listen to, and you can get it everywhere you love to listen: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. That's the and beauty of podcasts, right? What? You don't have to go to a specific place. Anybody can consume it on their own time and their own schedule and their That's own special exactly way. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Do you listen to podcasts or are you a true crime I podcast? Do. Is I, that how this started? Because you're like, oh, I love true crime. I, I love true crime because um, 
I, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot because people have asked me, and I realize, you know, every crime is, is, a, is a breach of trust. So when you lock your house at night, you feel like, well, nobody's going to break into my house, and then they do. Or if somebody that you know or you don't know, but who you assume isn't going to harm you, harms you, that's an enormous breach of trust. And society can't function without some level of trust. And so I'm fascinated. I was a really good kid. I followed all the rules. So I'm fascinated and really don't understand how you get to the point where you are willing to implement this massive breach of trust, either with somebody that you know or somebody that you don't, that would change your life immeasurably for the worse forever. Oh, my gosh. I don't understand it. I'm going to yeah. subscribe to your show now. <laughs> <laughs> you should. It's actually really good. And I, I, you know, if I didn't, if I thought it was silly, I'd say it's silly. But it's really quite, it's really very beautifully done. I like me some true crime. I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> so exciting. You. Well, thank you for coming thanks by. Thanks for having me. Of course, thank anytime. Come on awesome. back whenever. Next okay. week, this week, the following week, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come. Uh, if you have your own question, Yardley, or anybody listening at home, you can send it to ifireyoushow at gmail.com. Send those opening and closing theme songs as well. Uh, this closing one is written by Anderson Reagan. So thank you um, to the gentleman who wrote the opening theme song. Thank you to Anderson. Thank Whose you name again. you forgot totally, Of course. Right? Yeah. yeah. He wasn't on The Simpsons, so I don't even think about him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him Armin Tenzarian, which was Principal Skinner's real name, of course. Let's play the song. Oh, okay, wow, we'll see deep. you next week, everybody. <laughs> And I'm Billy Brick, and welcome to Lackluster Video. Lackluster Video is a film podcast hosted by us. Two friends, writing partners, and idiots who love movies. Each week we're going to be watching and talking about a movie together or with a special guest. We're watching movies from every genre. From micro-budget Japanese zombie movies. To Aaron Sorkin's award winners. To Adam Sandler's least critically acclaimed works. And that's not all. We'll also be talking about movies that don't exist based on randomly generated suggestions. For example, if I gave Finn a sci-fi movie called... 2038 Rapture, starring Demi Lovato and Sean Combs, he would say it's... Demi Lovato has to use her booming voice to save the world, as Sean Combs plays his producer. Uh, they, and they, they have to do this in order to beat, beat it, beat, beat the aliens. It's not my best, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's the game. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, to become a member of Lackluster Video... All you have to do is subscribe. 